You are now listening to Out of the Blank. 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 Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Christopher Ligori. Hey, everybody. So, Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself and what do you do professionally? Hey, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm Chris. I'm from Tampa, Florida. Um, we have a podcast as well, but professionally, I do, uh, I'm a bank quality manager. So, quality and compliance at a, at a bank in the area. We just monitor to make sure our bank policies and our bank representatives are staying within the realms of government compliance. I love how you said your job is boring and that's probably one of the most interesting jobs out there. Like you get to literally sit around money and make sure people aren't doing the things that you know they're going to do if they had cash. It's, it's actually kind of boring though. Like my, I just started this role of my job before this, I was a, what we call a frontline manager. So it was a, my team was a team of seniors, so they would handle like the really off the wall stuff. That was kind of interesting. Um, I'm still learning this role, so it's kind of it's new for me, but I'm looking forward to it. Are you kind of like? Is it common that someone in like the bank industry kind of maybe frauds a little bit of stuff, maybe outlining a little bit of things? We don't deal a whole lot with that. Something like that would go through uh, an investigations group. We are more along the lines of, hey, you're talking with this customer. And you just told them that this $100 check that they made is not going to be put on hold when you don't know that. So it's more along the lines of making sure we're not giving uh, false information, unintentionally giving misinformation. Yeah. It's funny because I got yelled at um, by a bank person. She was like, I'm not going to be able to cash your check next time if you sign it like that. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, no, you don't sign properly. Like you're not doing it. It's not legible. I can't <laughs> tell if this is you. I'm like, you know me. You, when I greet you, it's, it's how you going? How you doing, Robbie? Straighten your account? I'm like, yes, ma'am. You know, you know what my signature is. It's shit, okay? When I was in school, they stopped teaching cursives, so they basically fucked me for the rest of my years. Now I don't even know how to barely read it. So when I write, it's like, what does that say? I'm like, honestly, I could write Chuck Norris. They wouldn't know the difference. And generally speaking, the bank that's taking the check doesn't, doesn't really complain. The reason they're giving you crap on that is because uh, the external bank can reject it based on your endorsement. There's actually, people don't know this, there's actually endorsement guidelines out there for how you're supposed to endorse like a check and crap like that. But dude, I didn't learn that when I was growing up. I wouldn't have known that if I didn't have my job now. Nobody told me about balancing a checkbook in school. They only, nobody even taught me about quicksand. Nobody taught me any of these things. And I'm like, where were these classes in school when I needed them? I didn't need to know how to calculate when a train A was going to hit train B station at 45 miles per hour while there's a clown juggling on top of it doing 20 miles an hour with 30 different balls in the air. I don't give a shit about that. It's not going to affect my everyday life, but maybe signing a check or maybe balancing a checkbook. Yeah, that's probably that's something. Time though, like I, you, if you had given me that, like I was a theater kid in high school, if you had given me the option of taking that class or theater, I wouldn't have given a shit about that class. I'd have been in theater the whole time. That's what. What I if they gave you an option to balance your checkbook? Well, no, not even if it was a, even if it was a required class. Like I, I wouldn't have retained it. I don't remember half the required stuff I had to do then. 
I don't that's remember. what I'm saying. It well, see, that's the thing with alternative though. If you get yeah. to actually choose a class you want to go in, if you wanted to be a theater kid, you're going to choose that over any class. It doesn't matter if it's supposed to benefit you in life. It's that's just okay. a class that's chasing down a passion. But if they were going to give me like trigonometry and expect that to be a requirement or something, I'm like, fuck you. No, I failed no. algebra one, three times. I don't need any of that shit. Dude, I failed college algebra the first time I took. I went to college. I failed college algebra. I'm a, I'm a finance major. Uh, and I failed college algebra the first time I took it because I could not, for the life of me, could not just get myself to go to that class. I hope you don't put that on your resume. I'm my like, boss. They're like, <laughs> you're really I'm, I'm, bad like, at I'm numbers. good with numbers. I'm good with numbers. I'm good with data. But the class is like 7 o'clock at night on, Monday, on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I'd already oh, been on God. campus for like five hours. I was in this biology class in college and they had like, it was from like 9 PM till like basically midnight or so. And I was swear to God, it was hell. And it was like a 40 minute drive from my house. So like the whole time I'm just like, I can't see shit on this long stretch of highway. There's these people coming off from one of those midnight jobs or something. I'm just mm -hmm. like this class, nobody paid attention. The teacher was like, if you just show up, I'll give you a credit. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> I basically sat in there just on my phone or falling asleep in class. I was in there with like people that were like 50 years old and 40 years old trying to get like their degree in something. And I'm just sitting there like, Whoo, how you guys doing? You guys awake? Yeah. I just had my coffee. I'm ready to start my day. I'm like, Hmm, really? Okay. Interesting. I want to know what life you live, sir. You're, you ever heard of the comedian Burt Kreischer? Oh, everybody knows the machine. Who the hell are you talking to? You know that to? story. So Marissa, the girl, I, one of the girls I do the podcast with, um, that's actually her cousin. And I was talking to her. I'm like, is it like all that talk? Is it legit? She's like, yeah, all that actually happened. I'm like, oh. Yeah, they inspire so many people with uh, Sober October. And it's like, that's actually pretty interesting because um, they just released the Sober October uh, episode. Now they don't even know about doing it. They're just going to do drugs or something. I'm like, well, come on, guys. You inspired a whole bunch of people to lose weight. It's like, you got to kind of stick with it. But that's, that's the type of camaraderie I like. It's just friends shooting the shit. I feel like, you know, like you have an interesting podcast. Like pub, it's... I want to make sure I pronounce this correctly. Pub Trivia Experience. So do you just do... What, what is the basis of this? Uh, the basis is uh, we just like trivia. We like, this sounds terrible. And, you know, if my mom listens to this, sorry, but I like to drink. I don't get hammered or, or shit faced or anything like that, but I enjoy craft beer. I enjoy bourbon. I enjoy hanging out with my friends and I like learning and, and trying to use my brain to think of answers to questions. So we just started a podcast based on uh, trivia there's a lot of trivia podcasts out there but we try to be a little bit more accessible in the fact that i listen to these other shows and i couldn't reason my way to these answers and they're getting them real quick i'm not that smart um whereas i would rather take the time hang out with my friends do some chit chatting uh and then just play a game so we try and make it a little bit more accessible than most places but i mean really it all started as just a way for me to hang out with my friends uh, yeah i mean that's what basically going out to the bar is practically you're just it's just a get together it's a hangout it's just a bunch of people making plans and then they have to kind of abide by them because you have a bunch of people meeting at a bar i'm 21 years old but i don't drink and i don't drink because there's it's just not it's not an interest to me i have nothing wrong with alcohol i just have had bad experiences every single time i've been on it and like I tell people, like they don't even like my friends. They don't ever send an invite out my way because, like, we know you're not going to accept it. I'm like, yeah, I get it. But it's like I ended up creating a podcast. And I was like, guys, come over. Let's do this and drink here. Like I have hmm. beer here. Let's do it. And that's when we all got together and shot the shit. And it was better because you didn't have to feel uncomfortable sometimes without the first couple drinks and you had a bar scenario. You know, 
Then I'm a, I'm a, I have nothing against people that don't drink. Stephen Ford, he's a, a regular contributor of our show. He doesn't drink. He just doesn't. He's not a drinker, which is fine. Um, but you'll learn this as you get older. But like as you get older, like all your friends that are around you when you're in your early and mid twenties, like they all move. Yeah, that's the thing. Like we all started realizing like all the people I graduated with from high school that I thought were going to be such impactful people in my life. I never see them anymore. They're either dead or they're going out and doing something like crazy with their life. I'm like, I'm sitting here and we have all our friends like just sitting in the house. Like I have some of my friends just, you know, playing World of Warcraft or something. I'm like, you know, why don't we just do a podcast and just come over and we just shoot the shit. So it's a way for us to kind of bond together a little bit. But I started realizing like, we're all people in general are living a really comfortable life where you feel like if you don't have something you have to do, such as a job or something, you would probably never leave the house. I don't think of myself in that manner. I I have to be out doing something. Uh, I worked from home for two years before I took this job. And like my wife will tell you, my wife will come home from work and she's just like, okay, I want to go to bed. I'm like, no, let's go. We're going out. That's the thing, though. I don't care if we're going to go walk the mall and not buy anything. We're going to go out and do something. That's what I'm saying. It's a necessity type factor, though. But you have a wife. You have someone that is like you kind of want to do stuff with. But imagine just like the average kid like my age coming home from work or something. Yeah, plans to go out. If if it doesn't involve a bar, if it's just go to a friend's house, you're like, hey, man, sorry, not going to make it tonight. Kind of tired from work. And then you just go upstairs and watch Netflix and sit on your phone the whole time because going out and experiencing the world, it doesn't make sense unless it goes to a bar or somewhere. And I was like, let's all just shoot the shit. Let's all just sit down and be able to just have a conversation. And like, I, I get that, that aspect of it. Um, I think it depends on the type of people that you're, that you're hanging out with. Like me and my group, my friends, we wouldn't, we would think nothing of going to someone's house and hanging out. I mean, hell in college, we didn't go to bars and stuff like that. We went to somebody's house and just hung out for hours. Um, as far as getting them on a podcast, like, hell no, most of my friends aren't going to do it. I haven't had the majority of my friends on the show because they have no interest. Well, that's the problem. See, social media nowadays has influenced people so much that where you can have all the comfortability of connection just staying in your home. Back in the day, you had to go out and actually experience, you know. You know that's, that's an interesting point because I'm putting this in the context of, like, hell forget facebook go past go back pre myspace like that that's when i was in college yeah like to find out like back if you literally want to take it super super far back into history i mean when your grand like if your grandparents or whatever on the frontier went into the fucking town to go get you know supplies for the house next thing you know they don't show up for like a week you're like what happened you get a message oh they got killed by some bank robbers or something like oh shit (laughs) you had to find out by message or by candlelight and it's like nowadays we have facebook we know what everybody's doing whenever they're doing and it's like it's it's turned into the whole aspect for like my generation and the newer generations that are coming up they feel like, why would I need to go out and socialize when I have all the social ability by sitting in my underpants at home? It's like, I get it. I get it. But it's like nobody's talking anymore unless they're in your group and you already know them. You're not striking up a new conversation. And from, from my standpoint, as someone who's doing hiring and stuff like that, that's, that's a little bit scary. Because if you're coming into work for specifically, if you're working for me, I want you need to be able to, to converse and have rational critical thinking like conversations on a regular basis and i'm not saying generationally because i haven't noticed anything with a generation but there are people of all ages that just come in and they can't do that they, they can't, can't they don't know how to talk they can't to people. have a conversation they don't know how to talk anymore nowadays it's like well, uh, you use twitter you use facebook it's like what it's like do, do i need to send do you need to send me your resume through a fucking <laughs> link 
And it's like nowadays, like you're afraid to ask the question. Like it's because we're all not really problem solving well. We're all kind of getting very overwhelmed by our problems. At least most people are. When you go, you choose self-checkout because at least I do. Because when I go and put like, let's say I had a cabbage or something on the conveyor mm -hmm. belt for the woman to ring it up. I go, how's your day going? Like just to strike up a conversation. And she goes, don't get me started about my day. And I'm like, oh, fuck. I, I don't have the payment for this. I have cash, but I don't have the, I don't have the emotional support you want from me. Well, there's the assumption of negativity though. Like it's the, the natural instinct of some people to jump negative instead of positive. Yeah. Well think now the problem is the way everyone kind of suspects that people are going to lead into is when you ask someone about their day, you're used to a default answer. You're used to, it's going fine. How about you? And the next, you know, you can still walk on, but yeah. now it's turning into, Oh, well this happened, this happened, this happened. It's like, Oh shit, I can't handle your problems. Cause I'm not even handling my own. Like I, I started figuring that out. Like I can't, give anybody advice i tell people don't take my advice because i'm dealing with my own shit we all have our own shit going on keep it to ourselves a little bit but find someone you can connect with the problem is kids nowadays they put that shit on social media they put it on facebook they start complaining my, about their my, day my generation started that though so sorry about that that you're taking our example and that's not a good example to set you wanted to be heard but i'm like it's it, it see facebook started out people looking for recommendations people accepting friends reconnecting with people that you went to school with and all this stuff then it started turning into everyone bitching about their problems and now we're at this weird point in our kind of existence where it's just a bunch of people putting up memes about depression that you slowly laugh at. And I'm like, why did I just laugh at that? I'm like, oh shit, because I'm experiencing something of this sort. Like, you know, it's a guy looking up into the clouds and he's like, when God sends you a message and then in the message it says gay or something, he's like, oh, and then looks down at the ground. Like I, I'm, I'm looking at them like, yeah, cause life just keeps screwing you over something simple like that. A quick chuckle, but it's like, everyone's posting everything about like what's going on in their own lives through social media. And I, I chalk it up to this example. If you get, if it gets five likes, you get that type of pat on the back where you're like, ah, I feel better about my day. But mm -hmm. then the next time you post, it gets four likes. You don't get that pat on the back. See the, the likes has to keep increasing. Yeah. But so, that's on you. That's on you. You're putting that pressure. That, that's not on the other people that do that. You're putting that pressure. It's an intrinsic pressure that you're putting on yourself. And comparing it against previous experience, which we're all prone to do, but that's what I'm saying. It's becoming the norm now where kids are doing that because they're looking for that acceptance. And I chalk it up to you're not having that connective connectivity with your family at home. You're not having that connectivity with someone special in your life, whether it's a loved one or whether it's a friend. You know, how many times have you been in a rough spot and been able to sit down with a friend and had a talk for maybe 30 minutes, but explain what's going on in your life and then actually care? And then you get that feeling like, oh shit, like I feel better now. I was able to work that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. Um, like I would say like the best experience I have with that is a guy I don't even talk to anymore, but uh, I got laid off from a job. I legit, I came home and he worked with me. Like, he was living with me. He worked with me. I got laid off. I came home. I sat on the couch. I didn't really say anything. I was shocked that I got laid off. He didn't say a damn word. He walked in the house. He handed me a bottle of Mickey's malt liquor and we sat down. We, we just drank it in silence. And he goes, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right. Yeah, this yeah. is. You want to go out? No, I'm good. Yeah, this is what happens when people put their kind of they put their reliance in what I call fake connectivity which is social media because honestly you just see the person's name you remember what they were in school if you were friends with them or not and then you like it and then you keep on scrolling you don't even really read it that's why a bunch of people always send put up a message saying 
um, I'm going to see who my real friends are that continue to read this post or something. And then like, next thing you know, it's like all this whole other type style message that you thought, like, if you wouldn't have actually read it, you would have just liked it and scrolled on. Next thing you know, you comment, like, I don't agree with that, or I don't do this. And, and also that does get better as you get older. I see a lot less of that now that I'm 30, 30 geez, I'm 36. Damn, I'm old. But I see a lot, a lot less of it now than I did when I was 29, 28, 27. Social media didn't really come around until I was well out of college. Thank God. Yeah, uh, I, I miss the days where I used to be able to walk to the bus stop with a CD player and knew that if I chose that CD, I was basically stuck with it until I got home to be able to change it. Day-long commitment. You're listening to that thing forever. Like, yeah, you know, even if you only liked one song on it. I remember I only listened to the Black Eyed Peas because I liked one song on there, and the next thing I know, I'm listening to the rest of them. I'm like, okay, this is actually kind of interesting. I'm getting to know everything. Now kids got a iphone that has everything on their phone they can listen to podcasts they can listen to everything and i'm like when does it end like i love technology in so many ways but it's obviously made us way too comfortable in our everyday lives it has but it's also opened up a whole line of of work and a whole line of thinking like you have a podcast you know the struggle that everyone else has a podcast and anyone that takes this this job not even a job but this this kind of thing seriously it makes it even with, with the doors are wide open. Like the world of podcasting is wide open. The barriers of entry are so damn small. It's 12 bucks a month. You can have a podcast online for no matter what anyone has anyone that's anyone can have a podcast if they want it. So now how do you filter your way through that sea of everything to find the listener base that you want to get? And social media is becoming a big part of that. Now it's, it's the biggest part of that. I mean, everyone that everyone that I've talked to that has a podcast or has done podcasts in the past, it, it's the toughest thing to do is find a way to kind of crack through that aspect of it, and that's why I, I think social media, as bad as as toxic as it can be for some people, um, it, it does open up. Avenues. It opens up doors. Let me it tell does. you something. Like I said, it's a benefit when me and you can podcast, but sadly, the way we tend to take it as people, as humans in general, we yep. usually take something and ride it a little bit too far and then find a different alternative point than the actual meaning of it in the first place. One of my best friends from Wisconsin, I have never met face to face, but I have his Snapchat, I have his Facebook, I have his Instagram. He invited me to his wedding coming up at the end of winter. And I, Dude, no. I, I you better yeah. go. It was, it was through fucking Xbox. Eight years we've been friends. Eight awesome. years. He literally messages me. He's a big supporter of the podcast. He was on my first episode of my second season. Kelly Silver, shout out to him, making cheese and popcorn out in Wisconsin. Congratulations. Awesome. And I'm like, I talked to him. He's like, yeah, man. He goes, can you believe we've been friends for eight years? I'm like, and to think, like, back in the day when we were just playing Halo or playing some stupid Xbox game where our parents were yelling at us, telling us to get off because we spent all day on it. And like, I've created a lifelong best friend. That's where I love technology. But when you start seeing people like being able to Uber eat, being able to do these types of things, not go out and socialize because it's just so much easier to have someone do it for you just through an app. And I'm like, that's where I see laziness. No, you have to know that when you're ordering Domino's pizza, you're not getting food from anywhere fucking else. You're stuck to that menu. <laughs> Kids won't know the struggle of getting $20 from their parents for an allowance for the weekend or going when you go to a friend's house, can I borrow uh, five, $10? Then scrummaging the house for the rest of the change. Yeah. Then when the pizza guy comes up, like I had a good conversation with a pizza guy when I was 13 years old. I invited him in the house. I was like, look, I have money, but I don't have enough. And he's like, <laughs> are you shitting me? I'm like, look, man, 
we're trying to get this achievement on Xbox right now on Halo. And I'm like, I need you to kind of work with me here. And he just looks at me, sits down and goes, all right, I'm going to enjoy a slice. I'm going to like, and, and then I'll, I'll be out. Okay. I'll pay for the rest of it. So he only tossed in like five bucks, but he was the coolest dude. He was in his like twenties, 26. And at the time I was only like 13, 14. And it, it was like having those moments was something I was like, damn, like that's something that impacted me. Like being able to like, just be able to like think that the world has these like people in it that are pretty fucking like leveled. And, and like to me, that's what keeps me going though. Like that's a memory that you have from seven years ago. You're going to remember that guy till the day you die. Yeah, it's the same thing you get like in a bar or something when you're doing trivia or something. Let's let's wrap it that to your podcast. You know, <laughs> you like that turnaround. No, but it's like <laughs> not being, leading that conversation at all. <laughs> but being able to kind of like like just have that camaraderie with your friends and being able to answer questions. Like, I mean, my dad's a DJ and my uh, my uncle's a DJ and he does trivia night every night at Hooters. And he oh, talks wow. about it. Like I go there and I talk to him and sit there and he's like, he's a good speaker. He, what he does in his day job, he works at the Shorebird Stadium and does the announcing. So when you hear like, you'll see number 33 winding up with the bat, like he does that. And then you see it at night in his gig. Oh, that's awesome. Like that, I, I would never have that, that avenue out if it wasn't for this. I did the bar trivia hosting thing for three months and it was miserable. Like it was just not a fun experience. So. What did you not like about it? Just people weren't engaging? Cheaters, man. My lord, why are you going to come out to a bar to cheat to win a $10 gift card? You want to talk about social media problem? being a fucking problem. That's the thing. Put People just look up cell the phone away. Yeah, Put look up the answer. cell phone away. I'll buy you a beer. Put the cell phone away. Yeah, his name's Tyler Horton. He was on my uh, first season, and he was talking about it. He goes, yeah, if I see someone just pull their phone out to Google up an answer, I don't even walk over to him and ask him. I'm like, you already know it. So it's like just – and it's like he just gives out little vouchers. You win gift cards, and you win these types of things. But it's a fun camaraderie when you see, like, people, like, drinking and having fun and being able to, like, oh, what's the answer? I think I know that one. Eh, you're wrong. It's like, oh, shit. Like, damn, I feel like a dumbass. That's the camaraderie piece, that's what I did miss about hosting because, like, you get, you get your regular teams that are out there and – like you actually get to know them. They're there every week. You get to know and talk to them, actually get to know their stories. And a lot of them are great stories. Some of them are tragic stories, but they all got to where they are because you're – the reason you get to have that conversation is because you get to know them. Sorry to circle that back, but like the conversation piece doesn't leave, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the I think the thing is you want to have camaraderie, but you don't. I, like I said, you can't be relied into technology. I'm like, you sometimes you gotta know when you're going out to eat, you gotta get off the phone. You gotta experience a life with your friends too. Like I don't know how many times I I've been like my cousin works as a waiter, and I've been to restaurants just to visit him and stuff. And he's like, you know how hard it is to get fucking tips today. I'm like, why? He goes, everyone's on their damn cell phone. I can't strike up a conversation. I can't nope. do anything. And I'm like, wait a minute, hold on a second. I'm looking and I see people like on tinder with their date and i'm like is that really happening right up. now oh that's messed up and they don't even know they're like what are you instagramming your food and he's just sitting there with the phone held up swiping like <laughs> what would you say Did, were you talking i'm sorry i was making sure that if this doesn't work out i have a backup side piece on the back end for a date i'm like no, damn i wouldn't even know how to start dating in this i'm so glad i'm married i wouldn't even know how to start dating at this age I, I could not keep up with it. I wouldn't, I don't want to be on Tinder. Like I'm damn near 40. I don't want to do that. I wouldn't even know where to begin. I don't have to. Thank God. 
I, I, it's, it's, see, this is like where I say it's getting difficult to be able to communicate. Like back in the day, like being able to have a conversation with someone, going out on a date with someone that's turned. So now we can just meet on FaceTime or we can do something like this. And then, yeah, you can still go to the movies. But even then, like if you notice in movie theaters now, it doesn't say silence your cell phones. It says, please dim your brightness. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, 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 whoa. Don't do that. We're supposed to be going out and experiencing something, not just, I don't want to get nostalgia from my phone. So I'm going to say this, like I'm a, my wife and I, especially me, I'm a huge movie guy. Like I've always been a movie guy. I even, when I was younger, I tried to get my own independent film started. When I go to a movie theater, that's like sacred ground to me. If I look over and you're on your damn cell phone, that pisses me off. I, I, I like, I, tr- I honestly try my best. Like I, I, t- like I remember I broke my phone for a day and I was like, first thing when I woke up, I was looking for my phone to check it. And I was like, that's a problem. That's yep. a that's a major problem. So I start leaving it in my car when I go to the grocery store. I tend not even to have my phone on me, mostly because it's so fucking big I can't fit it in my pants. And um, so like it that it just tells people like people are like I've sent you four texts. I'm like I've been gone for an hour, and like they're like <laughs> but I called seven times. I'm like hold on, what is so important? They're like I just wanted to know uh, if you wanted this, and I'm like. So you had to call me that many times. If I didn't answer, you should just expect I probably didn't want it. Or don't bother. Don't. I appreciate you doing the favor, but don't don't do that. Like if someone calls me seven times in an hour, like my mom better be in the hospital or something. Don't do that. Like I know people that are that call social media influencers. They like pop up on thing and they get like. I remember I hung out with one of these guys and it was the most weirdest thing in the world because feel like everybody that parties needs to show on Instagram or Facebook that they're partying. Like if they don't take a picture with a beer that in their <laughs> hand, like they basically show it like it's a commercial, like you're drinking this. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like everyone's holding it up. I'm like, why don't you just set it down and take a photo? Why don't you just do that? But God forbid they don't party out. That's the thing. And I'm like, okay. And I, I knew this one guy that would go, Hey man, like I'm going to post on Facebook that we're playing basketball. I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, we got to show people where we're at. I'm like, why? So they know we're doing it. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it's 8 o'clock at night. We're at the community center. And it's like, we're just having an open basketball game. It's me, you, and, like, another dude. Like, we're not, we're not like, inviting people to come down and play with us. We're just yeah. playing basketball, having fun as friends. And he's just like, but how will people know to show up? And I'm like, what are, what are we doing? <laughs> What are you talking about? And the next day I find out they made a meeting on it on Facebook. Like, come out and play. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, that's when I started realizing, like, you got a problem. And every time he does something, he's got to post it. Every single time, I'm like, dude, I can't even just hang out with you anymore. It's like now it's turning into this giant. What happened to just sitting down by a fire and talking and having a conversation? I started real. Well, I started realizing the best conversations were ones you would have at a dinner table or at a restaurant out to eat. You know, when people actually communicated, I was started hanging out with like my dad's friends. when we got to like bars or something, I wouldn't drink, but I'd just sit there and eat a burger or something and hang out with them. We're just going back and forth. One of my episodes is called uh, bingo night and it's like slash Valentine's day. Cause it was Valentine's day at the time. We're just sitting in a bar eating and talking, just having a conversation. And, um, a bunch of freaking like weird people start walking in. We start guessing if they're transvestites or not. Like it was late at night. So we're just having that camaraderie, but I had to have my recorder out for that. Like I had to have my little zoom thing with me. 
because I was like, this is conversations we're missing. The coolest conversations are ones that happen at a bar at two o'clock in the morning or the ones that happen at a bonfire at two o'clock in the morning. They're also the weirdest conversations. You don't even know what exactly is <laughs> said. You just remember that person forever. Like that's a, that's a, that's a real OG guy right there. You're like, what is that? What, 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 what would you guys talk about? I don't know, but I'm connected to him forever. If he needs a ride or die, I'm his ride or die. <laughs> Those are the friends that I got a buddy of mine that lives out in Oklahoma city now, but that's exactly how it was. Like we legit, we met at a playing poker at a friend's house. Uh, and he just, we, he, he showed up and I was there with another buddy of mine and we mocked him until he left. Like just, just as guys do like all fair as guys do just laid into him because he was wearing a, a hat for a football team. I didn't care for. And so he left that night. He looked at his girlfriend at the time. He goes, man, those guys are dicks. And the next time we saw him, we had the camaraderie and we've been like, be, like some, one of my best friends ever since. Yeah. So you can't get that. If you try that on social media, if you make a jab no. on someone or make a comment on someone, like you look like you're uh, you, you know, if you just suggest something on social media that gets on there and then people take that the wrong way. Well, like, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't judge it's characters, right? You can't judge intent or. You can't, it's, oh, it's a problem with voice texting. I hate when people, like I'm sending a text, someone texts me, then I get eight more after that and they're all paragraphs. I'm like, I'm, I'm typing. How do you do that that fast? And they're like, I'm, I'm voice texting. It's like, but you understand where voice texting gets mixed up, right? Like where people start to realize they think you're yelling at them. Like, yep. please go to the store gets transmitted into go to the fucking store. I'm like, oh man, they're, they're telling me to do something. <laughs> And I started suggesting this. I was like, this is a problem. You're trying, like my mom was doing it. I was like, you're communicating me with false communication. Type that shit out. Because when you had a flip phone back in the day and you had to hit the button three times to get one letter, mm -hmm. there weren't any paragraphs being sent. And if you got a paragraph, you knew to read that thing. Oh, yeah. Also, that's when your grandparents text you, it's the same thing. Yeah. Grandparents yeah. text you, it's, it's dear Chris, 17 lines, love grandpa. Thanks, Grandpa. Appreciate you. that. I needed that for my day. I I wondered actually. I opened up. I used to spend my summers at my grandparents' house, uh, and uh, I would be like, "Why is the phone in the freezer?" And he's like, "Oh, that's where I left it." I was like, "You just don't <laughs> even care about this thing." And then I remember recently. So this is like maybe ten years later. He goes, well, I'm getting the brand new iPhone. I'm ready to get an upgrade. I'm like, why do you care? You don't even use it. And now I find out he just plays games on it all the time. And I'm like. Yeah. Oh my God. Like now you literally have connectivity in your pocket. He's not poking on Facebook. I don't even know what that is. I think poking hasn't been around in a while, right? Uh, he just found it out. Oh my gosh. He also loves Western movies. And he's also an amazing person at hiding candy. I've never seen a man hide would, so much. I want to hang out with the grandfather. Dude, he is a cool being, I'll tell you that much. He's not allowed to have candy and he knows it, but <laughs> like under the drawer next to his little chair, it just looks like there's magazines in there. But if you look under them or look in the magazines, he has them like taped in the magazines and he has them under the actual drawer, like lined up under the drawer tape under there. Awesome. And my grandmom's kind of a little bit hunched over. So she's like kind of a little bit bent down. So she can't mm -hmm. reach the frying pans up top anymore. So they're yep. just there for decoration. He tapes them in the fucking I'm going and trying to make like soup or something. And next thing I know, I'm like, why is there a Reese's pieces in the thing? He just looks over at me. He's like, shut up right now. <laughs> 
And I'm like, I, I, I try and call him out on it. Like, she knows he does it. And I'm like, he goes out in the shed and says he works on the lawnmower. No, he has a freezer out in his shed and he buys Halloween candy and throws it in there. And he just eats it all day long. How old is he though? He's in his like 70s. He's earned it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like he's a, he's he doesn't understand. He's a child at heart. And I always tell him, I'm like, dude, you got like you, you like. Why do you care what she says? He goes, you don't understand. Once you get married, or once you have someone oh. like this, they run your shit. And I'm like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. He goes, I can't have candy. I'm a grown ass man. I fought in war, and I can't even have candy on my own without being afraid that someone's gonna kill me in my sleep. I'm like, that <laughs> might be a problem, man. But he's like, I love her to death. I'm like, okay, I got it. Well, I get that. Like my wife is my wife is not controlling at all. I she actually. I, I came home from work yesterday and I, sat, I literally walked in the front door, sat down, pulled up my computer and started editing the podcast. She goes, oh, I guess we're not going out tonight. I'm like, oh, did you want to go somewhere? She goes, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. I can make dinner here. Said, okay. You it's know something's wrong there though. You know something. No, no, wrong. she doesn't. She's, she's cool. Like legit, she's cool. She doesn't, she doesn't complain. Today she sent me a text saying, hey, you want to go out for dinner? I said, oh, yeah, I can. I'm recording this thing at seven, but as long as we're back by 630, it's fine. As you know, I was not back by 6.30. But. Hey, man, you still came out <laughs> to the podcast, and you're getting your education where it lies, whether it's good or bad. Hopefully, it's not super unintelligible. No, nah, man, I'm having a good time. So how did you – let me ask you, how did you get into this podcasting? Oh, I've talked about it so much. Uh, nah. But mostly because it's always the question someone asks me, like how do I – just because of how my podcast format is. Honestly, it started uh, – I got introvert for a really long time. Uh, about maybe three years. I just got obsessed with like working, working out. I've been doing that every day for going on seven years now. And I I don't miss a day. So I felt like my life was just in this routine. And I was like, I don't have any connectivity anymore. I don't go do anything anymore. You started to get kind of depressed around this age, usually in your twenties or something, you start going like, well, that's why people drink, especially it's like highly popular down here. We live in a kind of a tourist town. So it's all about like when it during winter, there's literally nothing to do. So you're hanging out with, um, what do you call it? Uh, like you're just going to bars and you're just drinking all yeah. the time. And I'm not a drinker. So it was like, I just went home and just watched TV or worked on schoolwork. So I had this buddy call me from school and, uh, I, I hadn't seen him in like five years. And I, honestly, we just had lunch, like lunch together. That was it. So it was just like, oh, hey, how's it going? He called me up. He's like, dude, I'm on my roof right now, and I'm pretty drunk, and I'm about to jump. I'm in this oh, spot. Lord. Yeah, and he's been on my podcast too. And um, he's a good dude, and I told him, I was like, you're an awesome man. Like, dude, I knew you when you were going out of school. Um, like when we were all graduating, you were going to Harvard. You were going to all these places, and like he didn't do that. And then, you know, his life was, he was basically the teacher's pet in a way. Like he was set up for success, everything, mm -hmm. baseball star, everything. He just didn't do it. And then next thing you know, he's like, he's coming to me and leveling with me on a level where I was like, dude, I was the freaking basic kid, like flying under the radar, got Fs all the time. And you're being able to relate to me. It's so different. And we were talking and he was like, thanks, man. I always knew you were a true person. And I was like, we all need this. We need a format here where we can be able to talk and just relax. So I, I started inviting people in my area, my friends, all these people. I was like, come over, let's do a podcast. Let's just talk and have conversation again. Let's start yeah. this back up. Then it evolved into me being able to use the internet to kind of get other people from around the world. And now every day it's a new person getting uploaded on my podcast every single day. And you have a new one up every day. Yeah, man. I oh mean, gosh. today I posted two. It was just like, I think. So, 
maybe this is just the complexity of our show versus yours because this is a a one-on-one conversation it's pretty easy to edit i'm assuming right i don't edit oh you don't edit anything oh god no unless they tell me can you please cut that out i'll look for it specifically but honestly i post it up i like the coughs i like the the sneezes i like the oh because i had my one buddy come over uh we had a coffee debate because he fills his coffee up to the very top of the cup to where it's going to okay. overflow and you think okay he's going to sip it before he starts moving it nah, he grabs ice cubes and then dumps ice cubes in there and it spills so every time i'm literally we had a, i was trying to make lunch look hold on this is this is before we recorded the podcast i was trying to make lunch in the kitchen and he's just sipping there every time he would come up to sip it it would spill so he'd stand up walk over into the kitchen in front of me cut cut me off while i'm cooking grab a one paper towel not a whole roll one paper towel, rip it, walk over, wipe it up, get back up, throw it away, sit back down. He did it five or six times. Oh my God. I was like, dude, bring (laughs) the paper towels over there or just sip it until it gets to a good level and then clean up your mess. And and then we got on the podcast. I was like, I'm, I'm bringing this up in the podcast. Oh, you have to at that point. That's gold. I did. It's, it's, It's called revenge of the geeks. I was like, so why do you, why did you do this? And we're explaining it. And he goes, any coffee, it does not stay in my cup is what I call bitch coffee. And it does not deserve to be in my cup. And I'm like, but why, why don't you just pour it to a normal level and do that? He goes, no, because I, I only take the strong coffee. I'm like, I'm like, you must be a lid man. And he goes, I fucking hate lids. I'm like, oh, and I swear to God, it's me dying it's on the so podcast. Weird. I'm, I'm engrossed in the story. Keep going. Well, I, I've never died so hard in a podcast. I was laughing so hard. Like it was, and my buddy who was with us at the time, his name's Evan. He, he was on there. He goes, he goes, yeah, if there's any coffee that doesn't stay in, and he starts going the scientific route with it. And I'm just sitting there listening. I'm like, you guys are the biggest idiots that I'm friends with. And Chris has been on my second season. He's, he wants to make America Rourke again. That's his last name is Chris Rourke. So okay. we had this presidential thing for him in 2020 trying to get him to run for president because he has a good idea. He's like, I'm just going to let everybody, like the state of defense, everybody run their own shit. I don't know shit about it, but I'm going to make good speeches and I'm going to buy a bunch <laughs> of land and then all my friends are going to live on it. And I'm like, sir, you probably have a better idea than most candidates. So let's do it. You got my vote at this point, man, my Lord. He's like, why would I run the defense system if I don't know a damn thing about defense? If the guy that has 50 years of experience in the defense system can run the department better than I can, then let him do it. And I'm like, that's, I don't know why we're not following those rules. So let me throw this out at you. So I said you earlier, I'm like a big movie guy, right? Favorite movie all time. What is it? Oh, that's a difficult one, man. I got, I got a really, really, depending on what genre. And that's the thing, like on our show, we started doing something special where we, where whenever we have a guest, we ask them at the end of the show, five favorite movies, name them. And so we're going to, we're going to have you on our show. You're going to come on our show at some point. I'm hoping. I'm, dude, I'm I'm a hundred percent down for helping. I've been on so many podcasts. I tell people, I'm like, when you come, like, first of all, it's amazing that you even accepted a random invite into your DMS. I slid in there and you're like, I'm, you know, it, it just having conversation because Every time I get someone that looks at my stuff and they go, I've looked at your podcast and it's like, you have really interesting guests on. And I'm like, 
they're average people. If you, if you, the job you told me in the beginning, your description of it, if I look it up right now, it's going to be some type of certified bank specialist analyzer of, it's going to be something ridiculously large. Like me, I work at a hotel. I'm a houseman. So I clean up trash from the housekeepers. It's that simple shit. That's how I would describe it. I looked it up. It's like clinical supervisor of cleanliness inspect. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? That makes me feel good about my job, but that's not what it is. I do dumb shit where I'm playing flappy birds or i'm playing dragon city on my phone half the time like that's every job and my lord i looked at my job description i looked at my boss i'm like i don't do any of this he goes that's fine that's just, fine just all you gotta do is produce it's all you gotta do i'm like i can all produce you gotta, look all you I gotta can do, do my job show I up. well just i've ha i had at one point like there's these times at our hotel like, especially when it gets winter time like we're just ending down from summer so now we're starting to get slow again and you're just sitting there like half the time we're watching like martin or something in a tv on a tv or impractical jokers on the tv and we're just sitting there i'm like can i just go home like no you need to be here till this time i'm like but why i'm not doing anything productive i don't care about honestly this part of aspect of just making money an hour because i'm like i'm wasting time here when i could be doing something else i could be doing something i want to do with my life i don't want to plan staying in this job forever they're like did you say you don't want to stay in this job forever i'm like did you think i want to do <laughs> think i, I want to be know. 50 years old being a houseman like no thank you i want to go maybe do you can be assistant manager though Maybe you have that potential, Robbie. Damn it. You talk about Bigfoot and I see it in your eyes. Just get passionate about this job. I'm like, I'm good. I like Bigfoot. He's interesting. <laughs> my Lord, man. So you said my all time favorite movie. Okay. All time. Yeah, back to all time favorite movie. All right. So my all time favorite movie. I really, really, really enjoy signs. Um, I love that movie. Uh, I've seen it so many times. I like a lot of M. Night Shyamalan stuff. But if I had to say my all-time favorite movie, when it comes to anything, it would have to be a comedy movie. The Big Lebowski. I mean, I got my damn degree in freaking the certification of the Church of the Latter Saint Dude. So, <laughs> yeah, I joined well, Dudaism. I joined went, it. You went Cohen Brothers. Like, not. I'll say this. I've asked this to a lot of people. Not a whole lot. Not many people go Cohen Brothers for their all-time favorite. We get. Are you? If it's gonna be a Cohen Brothers movie, it's either that or No Country. But it's usually top five. No one ever says that number one. Do you really? Is it? I love that movie. Are you kidding me? Like you know, what happens phenomenal. when you, you know what happens when you fuck a stranger in the ass. This is what happens, Larry. This is what happens, Larry. Hey, Larry, you see what happens? I love it when he's questioning him about his homework. I swear to God, I've never died. My mom hasn't even seen this movie. I'm like, this is like your time period, dude. One of the one of the guys I love on that show, the, who played the stranger, Sam Elliott. Oh yeah. My cousin, I was like, dude, Sam Elliott's awesome, right? And he goes, yeah, that guy used to babysit me. I'm like, what? What? And he goes, yeah. And he starts walking away. I'm like, come back here. Come back here. I have questions, bro. Come here. Come the back. guy that does the Silverado truck commercials. Oh, yeah. Does your, like, he was your, he's like, yeah, man, he's just an average everyday person. I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, I met Ric Flair in the airport one time, too. I was like, did you say woo to him? And he goes, no, I just said hi and then walked away. I was like, bro. He's like, dude, they're average people that just do. We give them this celebrity aspect. And I'm we like, do. I'm like, yeah, but if, don't you want to have any questions? He goes, no. I'm like, did you ever ask Sam Elliott about his movie career being in Roadhouse or something? He goes, no. I just said, can I touch your mustache? And that was it. I was like, all right. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I mean, if I was in the same shoes, I probably would say the same exact thing. So I can't complain. 
Yeah, but at the, like I, I'm a firm believer, we shouldn't be putting people on pedestals. But I think everyone's got that one or two people that genuinely inspire them, right? Like, who's yours? Um, you can't see it. Uh, so I'm a. I like positivity. I like trying to keep things positive. Uh, and the guy that inspired us to do the podcast, and I've been listening to a lot, is uh, Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, for sure. The guy that uh, does Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, yeah, he's a direct. He's a director, but he's got a lot of podcasts out there. But he's the one that I listened to him for years and years and years, um, just because he talks movies and crap like that. And I love movies, so it kind of made sense. But for years, he would tell you, "Just start a podcast. It's free. It doesn't cost anything to do. Just go do it." Um, of course, I didn't go the free route. I spent money, but that's fine. Um, but that that was kind of like the the inkling to kind of get me off my ass and do this. Uh, and I will, I, I, I love the guy. I've met him. I met him once. Nicest guy in the world. Legit nicest guy in the world. Um, and his movies are freaking funny as hell. He's just, well, just he, a goofy guy. He's real. Like I saw Dogma when I was freaking like 12 years old. And I was like, mom, there's this really good religious movie you should watch. And she's like, what's it, what's it called? I was like, Dogma. She's like, you fucking saw that movie? I'm like, yeah. She okay. goes, that's a movie that's way too old for you. I was like, Oh, but it's so damn funny. But it's funny. Like, when the dude, you get to see the dude's head explode, then, like, Jay and Silent Bob's in it. She's like, you know about Jay and Silent Bob? I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay. I know whatever. I know what, I know what we're bringing you on our show for, man. We have a – we have a – every couple of weeks, every couple of weeks, we have a, a movie episode where we actually watch a movie. We do trivia based on that movie. So we started off with a movie called The Quiet, A Quiet Place. And because I'm so inspired by Kevin Smith, we decided to work our way through the Kevin Smith collection. We did Clerks already. Uh, we're recording Mallrats this week. You're going to see Mallrats. Mallrats is hilarious. Um, but we're going to work our way to Dogma. Dogma is going to be probably another month or so. But we actually legit, we do trivia based on the movie Dogma. I would lose that trivia game, bro. I tell you, there's only one game I'm really good at, and I played Quiz, quiz Up for it. It's like that mm-hmm. app you get on your phone. I was a master ranked in the United States in the Big Lebowski. Oh, that's I, awesome. No, but like, I just, th- there was nobody that could beat me. I was just like, I'm sorry. I know everything. I know that I know every cat, every line. I'm literally watching the movie. It's like stepbrothers to me. I'm sitting there. I could literally re- renounce every single saying. I've had people like when I'm watching the Big Lebowski, I'm like, you're going to love this movie. I'm just sitting there like putting my hand over my mouth, like just repeating the lyrics and repeating the lines and the scripts. And my buddy's like, I'm trying to watch the movie. Do it. You have to go to a separate room. I'm like, I'm not missing this. And I, it, it's 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 one of my all time favorites. It was it's a cult comedy classic. It is, but I'll say this though: I think Lebowski is one of those movies that, like, I I heard a lot of great things about it, and then when I finally saw it, I'm like, oh, it was okay. It was fine. It was a decent movie, and then you go back and you rewatch it, and you watch it again and again, and every time you watch it, it's just that much more enjoyable. It's that much more. It's so fresh. It's so damn witty. It's the, the only reason I went into a bowling alley. It's the only reason I got addicted to bowling for like <laughs> a year of my life. I literally spent the whole winter and stuff bowling. I was, I was at the point where I was almost close to a perfect game. And then like, I just stopped doing it because I, I saw that movie. I was like, that's awesome. Like imagine that. So we would just sit there and, you know, you me and my special bowling ball and all that too. I actually, I own two bowling balls. Awesome. Mostly from thrift stores, though. I just went in there. I was like, five bucks for a bowling ball. My, my buddy's like, why do you need that? I was like, because it's $5. The deals. Who doesn't want a bowling ball? That's but what it's we like, do. Walk around Goodwill or Salvation Army store in the area and just buy random crap. You find the best shit, too. I found a Nintendo 3DS that all it needed was a new charger, and I spent $5 on it. Oh, that's awesome. I also bought a Wii and Nintendo 64, and I bought a bunch of things that work now because I, all I had to do was get one wire replaced. 
And that's something that like you do that, but no one else your age does that anymore. Oh no, I took my well, buddy. Every, and not even you're at my age too. Everything's disposable now. I did a podcast where literally it was called Thrift Shop. Um, it was on my spinoff series. I used to do one called Fill in the Blank, where it gave you like a specific topic we would just shoot the shit about. Mm-hmm. And um, I we went. It's called Thrift Shop. And before that podcast, we went to a thrift store. I took my buddy and we bought a bunch of shit. And I'm like, I'm like, so Evan, we're gonna talk about Thrift Shop. And he goes do we want to talk about how you just got a Nintendo 3DS for $5 and it works perfectly fine? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. He goes, you basically robbed these people. I was like, they didn't know what they had. You know how many books you could buy you're from a one to put, You're not the one that put the price on it though. Exactly. And I'm like, the money goes back to the church community. The old people in my area don't know what to do with it. They just sit there like, oh, well, someone threw it out. Might as well use it. If you don't come around and grab that, that, that thing, that whatever that is, it's worth money is going to end up in the dumper and someone says they know what it is it's not well i buy i buy old vinyl records too like i have a bunch in my room on my wall i have them all post up my whole right wall is just covered in vinyl records from meatloaf to i have one of bill cosby's um original like coming out like uh when he was doing stand-up comedy and it said uh it says oh we are still young or something and i was like dang and just looking at his fresh face before his eye went all wonky and i'm like before they all (laughs) found out you're just insane Oh man, I, I I own two vinyl records and that's it. I have a, a copy of Fiddler on the Roof because it's one of my wife's favorite shows, and then I've got a Dean Martin's That's Amore because I grew up like I, I grew up a, my family's off from New England. My grandparents loved the Rat Pack. I bought my buddy one of his favorite albums by there. He doesn't ever play it, but he has it on a decoration on his wall because it's inspired by one of his favorite video games, Fallout. Um, Dean Martin's on that thing, um, Big Iron. And uh, I bought him that record. I found that record at a thrift store. I was like, I'm saving this. I oh, waited. You buy s- that. Huh? You buy that if you can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I saw that and I bought it and I was like, I waited six months to give that to him on Christmas. And he was like, out of everything you got me, like hundred dollar worth of technology type stuff. This is probably <laughs> my favorite thing. I was like, dude, I spent 25 cents on that shit. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. But like he, he has it now. He goes, dude, he actually bought a vinyl record player. The new ones, how they're kind of reproducing it, just to be able to listen to it. That's insane, though. I, I, I'm, I just can't believe – technology is cyclical. I didn't think it would be cyclical, but apparently it is because everyone I know wants vinyl now. Yeah, because now you can play it. And I'm like, this is awesome because, like, I have a bunch of records. I have the ink spots. I have all this stuff because that, that was all our favorite game, Fallout. I don't know if you've ever played it. But, like, listening to that, my grandma was like, how do you know this? And she was like, you know your grandfather who, like, is he's not around anymore? Um, not the other one I was telling you about earlier, but yeah. a different one. And he was like, like, this is what he listens to. And it's like, like, this is what he used to listen to. And I was like, wow. And she goes, you're literally taking me back. Like, I had her in my car, and we're driving to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I feel like I'm back, like, when I'm like 30 years old with my husband in the car, listening to the ink spots, listening to Johnny cash. Like she's like, you're throwing me back. She started tearing up and she's like, there's just so much. And I'm like, it's, it's, that's why I love about music too. I love about movies. It's being able to kind of watch something and then get a memory that was imprinted in your mind, whether it was a good environment or a good scenario that was happening in your life that creates such an impactful thing. Dude, that's awesome. But that's a memory that you gave her. Like that, that's something for you you'll never forget either. That's a memory you gave her. Yeah, you, get, that, that one random purchase you made took her back to a really happy time in her life. That's awesome. 
Yeah, like my, like my, some of my, uh, my, like my, my parents are both DJs and broadcasters. So like, I always had a giant music category. I mean, every time I, you know, hear Kiss, I immediately think of when my dad's a giant Kiss fan. So he was in a Kiss <laughs> tribute band. He was um, who would dress up as Peter Chris, and he would go on stage and play. No way. Yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know um, how close you are to. Well, you're not very close to Baltimore, but there's this popular um thing called Rams Head Live, and he played in front of like a thousand something people. That was just a small thing he did, but he would do giant gigs like that, and he would get the whole area going out there, and um, like he he would be on stage, and he's like playing like drums playing rock and roll all night that was the, that was that what i knew my dad as so it was so normalized to me so when i was a kid he got me a, a kiss toothbrush he's like you're getting this i'm like but <laughs> it, we don't need it and he goes i don't give a shit what we don't i could shell out the money for this and yeah. he bought it and next thing i know every time i hear rock and roll all night i immediately start thinking i need to brush my teeth because it's <laughs> it, it was always playing in my head and he's He's, I mean, but all my family is musicians. I'm the only one that didn't follow that pathway. But like, it's crazy to see because like I've met famous artists. I met like, um, you know, some reggae artists. I've met slightly stupid. I've met, you know, and I've seen them constantly. And it's like I've been so influenced by them. It's like, it's crazy. Like it normalizes me. Like we say, we give our kind of inspiration and these idolized views on celebrities. I'm like they're average everyday people that worked hard to get their craft made. Yeah all it is they chose a different career career path than i did than you did they're successful and their stuff just happens to be seen and consumed by the public right yeah that's when it becomes a problem when tmz starts highlighting all their worst aspects and i'm like you're forgetting their people like i've heard people say i can't follow them anymore because they think this way or they're they're, they're this type of person i always thought they were just donating to charity all the time i'm like no they're a fucking person they live they have mistakes yeah. about them that's what makes us all awesome is that we have mistakes but when you tend to gloss it under the carpet you turn it into a nasty stigmatized thing and that's that's kind of the problem right it's i wouldn't want to live in a world where everyone can see every little thing that i do cuz hell no one's going to like me i don't think I think yeah, kids need I'm to be surprised pay. my wife likes me for that. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I like you. Okay. I appreciate that, man. You seem like um, an amazing guy with a lot of Funko Pops on his wall like myself. Oh, dude, that's uh, – you don't want to know. I'm down – I actually – I financed the podcasting stuff by selling my collection, selling most of my collection. I take them out of the box. I, I, I have to. those too. I've got some of those as well. But like I those, have, that's just the Kevin Smith wall there. I have this inner kid Christmas thing where it's like, if anything's in a box, I don't care if my name's not on it. It's getting opened. Oh, that's awesome though. That's mm -hmm. how I, that's how I get people to come down on Christmas earlier. Like let's wait till everyone gets here. I'm like, you better tell them they got five minutes. Cause in five <laughs> minutes from now, I'm running down the steps and I'm ripping everything open. They're like, look, you're 20 years old. You know what you got. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's still, it's in this. It's still going to have thing. a good time. We're still going to do this. I actually like what I started doing a long time ago when I was probably around 14 or 15, I made sure when they wrote something in the card that they circled the things they actually meant in the card and actually picked one out and take the money and not put it in the card. Um, because I won't, I won't, I won't want it then. I, I don't like that. I like reading the thing. Oh, yeah. and it, it was difficult for my grandparents to understand. Like, we, you know, you just want the $20. I was like, I honestly don't. I have cards saved up in a shoebox in my closet for the past, I mean, seven years now. And they all, like my great-grandfather, he's not with us anymore. 
So mm-hmm. it's like, I read the card and it's like, love you, Rob. Stay good. It was awesome. You know, I, I loved hanging out with you on uh, whatever, whatever day he's wrote down or something. And I see that and it's like his image plays in my head. And I'm like, I love that, that I can still kind of have that connectivity there with him. You keep that connectivity, man. Like there's not a, I don't have any of my grandparents anymore. All of them have passed on. And I wish I had that stuff. Like I legit do. The only thing I can say that I have is I have a voicemail from my grandmother um, from a missed call that she got, like uh, she sent me like six months before she died. And like that is something I'll never get rid of because it's the only, only real tangible way of remembering her voice that I have sort of digging out old family movies from a time I barely remember her. Yeah. Like if you think of like the one TV show that really kind of played that pretty well, um, how I met your mother, that show when the, the guy gets a call um, from his dad. Oh, and then God, he, that episode tears me apart. Exactly, and he misses it, and he's just listening to it. Like, it's just my dad pocket dialed me, and it's like him just rummaging through the car. And then he listens to it for like six minutes. He's like, this is the last thing I have. And the next thing you know, he, it's his dad go, oh, hey, man, I guess I pocket dialed you there. Uh, how'd my butt sound? <laughs> and he goes, love you, buddy. Uh, it was good seeing you. See you again. And then next thing you know, at the end, he's like, my last thing my dad said to me is that he loved me. And then it goes, oh, yeah, by the way, have you seen my ass cream or something? And he's like, oh, <laughs> the last thing my dad said to me was, I love you. And it's like, but that was having those, like, moments. I'm like, you got to remember, like, we're not built here forever. Our next day could be tomorrow. And I don't want yeah, my yeah. next day being wasted on anything that I'm not trying to do to benefit my own self. And I'll obviously help others around me. But being able to provide, too, I don't want to leave this earth or whatever happens after it happens. I don't know. And I'm like, I don't ever want that to be it for me. I want to be at least remembered by someone if it's just one small person. And that's one of the reasons why we do this, right? Like one of the reasons I do what I do is I love podcasting. I love hanging out with my friends, but I could really do that without putting a podcast out. But if my, if having the podcast out there, if it helps anybody just feel a little bit better or enjoy something a little bit more, then I've contributed to a healthy society in a way that, a way that I can yeah there's going out and volunteering there was this guy I talked to I haven't even released his episode yet we recorded this like a month ago and it was like it was difficult because um it like he talked about it on he was like I, I do this podcast because I don't have a lot long left to live and it's basically just so my wife will have be able to hear me so she like when when I'm gone like she'll have my thoughts and everything on a podcast so every day he records it and I'm like that's a good oh, thing because like I've been to retirement homes I've seen elderly people like I've talked to them and they've had amazing stories and I, I tell people like we all have something that interests us in our lives we all have something that's going to create at least good information or something Something good to talk about. I, mm-hmm. I tell people like I I don't like people at all on the concept of I don't like the one we display out in society. I love the one-on-one conversation when I can sit and level with you and we get that uncomfortable feeling that's in the first like five minutes gone because it, it's hard because you never want to express yourself because you're afraid someone's going to either take advantage of you or someone's going to try and poke at you. Like when I invite people to do this podcasting, it's a one-on-one conversation. They go, okay, what do you want from me? You see, I'm a, I do a political podcast. What do you want? You're going to judge my politics. I'm like, no, I just want to have a conversation. It's not that hard. It, it's selfish of me, but I, I, I tell you like it, I, every it's selfish of you though. Like you say that, I don't think it's selfish of you. I think, it's a great way for you to reach out and to interact with people. I feed on this like the devil. <laughs> it's yeah, but it no dirty it's a, secret. Okay, hold on one second. Guys. No, stop. No. Yeah, stop out there, listeners. Don't listen. Damn dogs. I love my dogs, but they're just 
That's oh. unconditional love. You want to know about unconditional love? Your dogs. You, as I try and pet him, he bites me. Stop. Sorry, man. It's all good, dude. Take your time. And like I said, I, I tell people, like, I've missed podcasts. Like, like, I had a computer hard drive fry on me in one morning, so I had to miss one. And I felt so bad about it. I was like, dude, we could redo this. We could do all this. And he's just like, you're unprofessional. You're, 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 you wasted my time. I was like, I'm sorry that life happens. But I tell people that always reschedule on me or something. Sorry, this is not happening. I can't do it tonight. I had family come into town or something. I'm like, no problem. Like, I can't blame you for when life strikes up. Exactly. I, I, I tell people, everyone's a fit for my podcast. I, I, people send me their degrees. They send me all these things. That's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for you, but that's not what I judge. I've talked to kids off Reddit that have nothing going for them. And it's just us being able to shoot the shit and still have a conversation. Your titles don't make you an interesting conversation. What makes you an interesting conversation is when you can light up about something that you love or you have a fire that you want to do. My buddy loves building Ikea furniture. I don't know a <laughs> single person in the world that loves building Ikea furniture. Yeah, you laugh, but oh, his, wow. his process isn't funny. It takes three hours of setting up before he actually Beautiful. goes and starts building. No, 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 no. Let me tell you a story about a shelf he built, okay? I'm, li I'm all ears, man. Oh, God. You better buckle in for this one. So we, he gets, we get the shelf from Ikea, and um, he's building it. And before he actually even opens it up out of the package, he starts reading the instructions. So then he lines up his tools for an hour and a half, labels everything down, writes it down on a notepad. Um, it, by this time, about an hour has passed. He hasn't even taken it out of the box yet. He goes, I think I'm ready. Let me do a double check on everything. Takes all the screws out, counts every single thing, makes sure it matches up with the instructions. Then he goes, all right, let's do this. Opens it up, builds this shelf into the wall. It's about another 45 minutes doing that. And then another hour and a half rechecking, making sure he used everything. Every screw was used. Everything wow. was used. Um, then he goes, okay, puts his tools away. This shelf, I started setting stuff on top of, and it was a really good shelf. And the whole day, he kept pointing it out that it was a really good shelf. Like, look at that shelf. Your drink must be so freaking, I just, I swear to God, it's just like you're, you're, anything you place on that could hold it. It's a shelf that'll stand the test of time. And eventually, after hours of this, I said, okay. And he said it one more time, and I slapped the shit out of the shelf to the point it broke off the wall. And I said, wow. there's your shelf. He just looked at me like I killed his dog or something. He was like, you just did that? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, why? I'm like, because now you can spend another four hours building that shit back up on the wall. Don't glorify it so much. It's a shelf. I could have did the same thing. He goes, but he goes, what happened the last time you built a shelf? And I was like, it fell after like 20 minutes because I was really kind of doing it one-handed and also trying to get my shit done because I realized I'm not going to spend my whole day investing on some Ikea furniture. And he goes, that's where you get wrong, bro. That's where you, that's where you made your life mistakes. I'm like, Oh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> but he's a good dude, but it, that's his free time. He loves building this furniture and Ikea furniture. I'm like, man, go with that. If you, if you could find fun in that, that's where I started. First, being, if you could make money doing that, just go stand outside Ikea and charge a little bit less than what they charge. Yeah. Like I'm the guy that walks in, like, I just get the floor model. I really don't want to set it up. Oh man. We did that. We, uh, when we first got married. We were living in this little this little townhome up in North Tampa, and like we were like, oh, we're fine. We're adults now. We're adults. We're gonna go to IKEA and buy a bedroom set. We're gonna buy furniture together. That was a mistake. 
we spent fifteen hundred, almost two thousand dollars. We bought new dressers, a new bed, a mattress, box spring. We bought, dude, you're not. You do not need to go outside right now. I do though. It's warm. It's warm <laughs> it's for winter. Hell here. Yo, it's ninety degrees out. I was like, if people who say global warming isn't a thing, I'm like, it. it I think it is. I definitely think I. I saw a polar bear on fire. I don't. <laughs> I don't think people in America are doing the worst amount of damage. But I also think that just people and everything in this world is it's definitely it's not helping it's just definitely just going towards this inevitable downfall i mean bill nye uh, i used to watch him all the time as a kid and then he did a show now fit for adults um basically he's adapting to the audience now like the kids okay. that he was teaching back in the day i don't know if you ever watched bill nye i did when i was a kid yeah like the more you know like that fun fact stuff now he just he, he has his own show on netflix but his video to the intro for the show was hey guys um, I taught you when you're kids. Now it's time to wake the fuck up because you're adults. And you're like, whoa, Bill and I just said the F word. And you're sitting like, <laughs> oh, my God. Then he grabs a globe and he goes, you see this earth? He grabs a torch, lights it on fire. The earth's on fucking fire. Do something about it. Then throws the fire extinguisher and walks out. I'm like, oh, my God. And I'm watching it. And he's adapted to the audience. He's like, I taught you when you were kids. Now you're adults. Listen, we're doing a lot of damage here. And he, he starts showing all the things like if all humankind was gone. Oh, yeah. Earth, the Earth still would be impacted, still scarred at this point. The only thing it would do would, would slow its progress down to default. I'm like, but it's already going to eventually end. I tell people, like, that's why we're so, we're so worried about finding the next place to live. We need to focus on people in general. We need to focus on better structure as humans. Um, at least finding the human nature inside of us all that was all caring about one another. So many people nowadays just want a piece of something. And I agree with that to a point. I mean, I don't think you're ever going to change human nature. I think human nature by and large is destructive. And I, that's a sad, that's an adopted nature though. See, that's the, pro that's the problem. Where did we adopt it from though? This has been, this has been human nature since we became, since we became back, a species, my understanding back in the, back in the start, we learned from watching our animals, in our environment, and we learned how to hunt. We decided that if we hunt in packs, we can, if we group think, we'll be able to get stuff done quicker and better. But now we've gotten into a point where in this day and age nowadays, it's, 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 it's an isolation type thing. We're too afraid to associate nowadays because of all these things that are being socialized as like what you would call hate culture or whatever you want to say. I'm like, we lost the true human aspect that only comes together nowadays when a terroristic attack happens or some type of global threat where people can put aside the race thing, put aside these small little differences and choose all these flaws that make us all different. And they can come together to help one another out. And yeah, I, I'll agree with that. I think those, I would say imminent global threats, because I think there's non-imminent global threats like global warming that we're not rallying around, we're not taking seriously. Oh my gosh. Guys. She's having a good time. Gambit, come here. Of course you would name him after a comic, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Ooh, this, is, this one's my dog. I've, I've podcasted with so many people that do like comic book podcasts and all these things like from Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, all these different styles. And I, they always tell me like, why don't you just monetize it to something? I'm like, cause it's open. I would never get to be able to have conversations with you guys if I just did an all D and D podcast, but it's interesting yeah. because I like listening to them and I, they always had a good experience on it and it opens up my mind. I just tell people be open. 
even if you're not 100% for whatever they believe in, just open your mind to it. Because honestly, if you restrict yourself so much to living a closed life, you're not going to be able to experience anything. I found knowledge through conversations now. I've talked to so many people all over the globe where it's like, man, I, where I th thought while I was at in high school when I graduated, I know what I need to do. I know all these things. Like I know, I know so little and I'm never going to know it all. And I'm so glad about that because every day is a new experience. And I think that there's, there's a lot of power in that. Like uh, specifically with trivia, not to circle it back to my show because I could give a crap without even talking about my show, but let's talk about your show. I don't need to talk about my show. Like my show is what it is. But like for me, I spent a lot of my time when I was younger, just trying to prove how smart I was. And like, I realized now I'm just, I'm average. Like I'm not, I'm never going to be this smart. I'm not going to be on Jeopardy. Dude, I'm I not smart. And no, I don't, nor do I care to be. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with where my life is. Um, I really wish you could see what I'm seeing right now. The dog? No, look oh, at not look good, does it? No, it did not look good at all. Your dog looked like you were giving you a little something with the no, licking. He's, he's licking my hand. I he knew was. he was licking your hand, but his head kept going up and down, I and know. I only saw that, and I was like, yo, what is going – like, I have to address this, even if the – like, this Sorry, is just – this is just audio, so people are just going to hear it. So it's like I have to kind of explain that what was happening. But no, but it's it's crazy because like who wants to be a millionaire? All these awesome trivia shows. I like watching those. Oh, I, they're I, fun to tell. And it's funny because it's, it chalks up to Mean World Syndrome. Um, it's actually this is why they play those trivia shows and all these guests like the answers sign at survey games um, on TV and a retirement home is because they don't want the older people to be watching social media and watching um, the news because it displays yep. the public in a bad image. Mean World Syndrome is it makes them stereotypical think that an average kid like myself is going out robbing a store or shooting up something. And I, I, I found that out while I was at a retirement retirement home talking to some of the people that are like yeah we locked their televisions on this channel i'm like oh it's just not something they enjoy they go no the first thing that they want to do is look up the news they want to know what's going on around the world and then they start seeing shootings they start being afraid to go out anymore oh wow yeah and i was like that gave like i, I would walk in and some people um like that were just coming into the retirement home that didn't have their channels locked yet they would talk about like you're are you one of those punk kids i'm like dude you know how many times i open up the door for someone and someone goes wow i didn't think you would do that i'm like why because you assume i'm 20 years old i'm just gonna kick the door open and punch somebody in the face no i'm <laughs> gonna have a good time and i'm gonna be able to help out people i'll i'll carry groceries to your car i don't care it's, yeah. it's all about we're all working here together if we can't take an hour to have a conversation with one another then why am i going to go out of my way not to help you it doesn't mean that's my job and that's what I have to do. It just means I'm a person. I realize the realistic aspect of we're all trying to make it on this earth together. I might as well not create a problem or be able to help you out in a way if I can. I could not agree more. I, I really could not agree more. I don't, I don't know of a better way to say that either. So I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Well, I mean, it's it was, been that was very eloquently. That was well put and very eloquent. Don't give me that compliment. It makes people think I'm intelligent. I don't like that. Dude, you got to give yourself more credit for how intelligent you are. I, I, I a lot of people as, tell me as, as a general rule, we only need to give ourselves a little bit more credit. I see. I, I we, as, a, as a species, we do not take enough credit for how unique and intelligent and how much we could bring to the human race if we needed to. Yeah, but we want to, you know, create a new app that where you pee on it, you can tell if you're pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> he choked on his drink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i love it because like i watched this bit and this guy was like this is a scale for your phone it tells you how much you weigh and he stands on his phone and breaks it 
That's great. Like, that's a terrible app idea. But it was like, it was funny to watch. But it was like, we tend to do the most laziest stuff as people when we create stuff. But I know we have true, awesome intent inside of us all if we all just truly try to aspire to it. And like, like you being able to have a relaxing thing with the podcast, being able to do trivia questions, I would love to be on it. It sounds amazing. And, I, you know, yeah. just hit me up with a day and I'll be there, man, because it, it's definitely something I can get interested. I mean, I'm not hard to vibe with. I'm pretty easy going. No, you seem you seem like you seem like the kind of guy that just goes with the flow, which is all that's all we do. Yeah. I mean, if you listen, if you listen, when you listen to our show, you'll learn that we have tangents and stuff like that. It drives my wife up a freaking wall. Yeah, I'm like diarrhea. I hit you at random times. And then like I flow like a river, though. So it's we're, we're all good. Good, buddy. Well, I want to give you a minute here at the end, dude, to promote your podcast because it is some great content on what people would be able to find. Yeah, I mean, so this is the weird thing about us. So we don't, um, at least right now, we don't have a Patreon. We don't make money. We haven't monetized this in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we're called the Pub Trivia Experience. It's uh, just a group. It's me, my wife, Leah, my lovely wife, Leah, um, my buddy, Mike, and his wife, Nikki, out in Alabama. My buddy, Steve's in Dallas. And then uh, my friends here, Jeff and Marissa. And we literally... We would bring other people on as well, but we just, we play pub trivia. We just had a, a really cool little segment that we're going to be finishing up here soon, but uh, we did this thing called the Pop Culture Trivia Throwdown, which was uh, five minutes straight of being asked pop culture-related trivia questions, and the top four scoring contestants go on to a final. And we actually have a little trophy we're going to do and all that, but uh, that was actually a lot of fun. But we just, it's genuinely just people that like each other, that want to connect, we connect over beer, we connect over bourbon, we connect over trivia, we connect over ragging on each other, and that's just what people do. Good camaraderie. Um, it's com- it, it's camaraderie building, but it's it's a it's a genuinely a good time. Uh, from what we from the people we've met from doing the show, people genuinely seem to like it, and you know, listenership's gone up every month since we started doing it, which means people are hopefully vibing with it. But uh, yeah, there's no unfortunately no not unfortunately fortunately there's no monetary anything like that. We're not making any money on it. It's just genuinely for us to go out and have a good time. Well, that's all I think everyone needs is that little sense of relaxation wherever you can get it, you know? It's it's something I think people definitely need to look more into, man. And like I said, I appreciate you being on my podcast. It was awesome having a conversation with you, dude. Oh, man, this is a good time. Thank you for inviting me. I'll have uh, Marissa reach out. You'll get her on, too.